TheOAMNetwork.com. Yo, how's it going? We're back. Yes, we are. Seven days just fly. Seven days. What's that like? 168 hours. Am I doing my math right? You're doing math. Seven I'm times four is 28. I <laughs> <laughs> got him first. Oh, yeah. I deserve it. Yeah. By my calculation and my mental mind, it is indeed 168. Welcome to another edition of No Bluffs, Just Bets, people. Mm. What is going on out there? Yes. Justin, how are you doing? I personally, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm, I am walking off of a, I'm trying not, I'm backing away from walking off the cliff. Okay, don't do that. I want you to look in the mirror, okay? There's no mirror on the cliff, Justin. Get one. <laughs> okay, close your eyes, imagine yourself. Oh, man. I, Say, I'm smart enough, I'm good enough, and doggone it, people like me. I thought Ted, too. You thought. Was going to get 60 mil. <sighs> Come on now. Let's be honest. Yes, sir. You know what I like to do to her? Something I call a dirty fuzzy. <laughs> it's it's one. The first one was the fifth best R-rated movie ever. Behind right. Fifty Shades, behind uh, just a hit of American Sniper, and behind Fifty Shades of Grey, The Hangover Part 2, Passions of the Christ, and The Matrix Reloaded. Okay. So they showed in the first one that, hey, give us the rated R rating. Doesn't matter. We still going to get money. We can do it. And it was like, okay, the second one, word of mouth, people are going to go see it just to either because they really enjoyed the first one right. or to complain about the second one not being as good as the first right. one. That was the thought process. Right. But, oh, did I underestimate Jurassic World <sighs> and Inside, and Inside out. out. Yeah. But, you know, I will say this. It, it was not a great month for movies anyways. Um, you know, you got Jurassic World. It only grossed fifty four point two million, and it's been out three weeks. Inside Out's only grossed fifty two point one three million. It's been out two weeks. Are, are we sure that's not just from last week? Which one, Inside Out? Both. Or? No, no, no. This is com- uh, combined. Yeah, I think so. You sure? I don't know. Check that out. No, I think that's just from last. Just weekend. from last week. I think it's just from last weekend. Jeez. Okay. Let me check. Let me check my numbers and make sure. We're going to the database, folks. Oh, Weekend gross. Okay. Let's just see because I'm I'm pretty sure that is that was for last week. Jurassic World was awesome, by the way. If you guys haven't seen it, have not seen it, and you're right, that was just last. That week. was just, and that was their second week out. Third, third, third. Oh, it was third week. Yeah. So they're still bringing in money, fifty mil, and it yeah. said third weeks out. Yeah. They. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Five hundred million dollars. Let that sink in. They are getting that money. Getting money. Mm, mm. Oh, jeez. That's my fault. Uh, so I'm sorry, you guys. If you bet on Ted to grossing over, I apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was so far. I'm looking good on that Phoenix Mercury pick. Yeah, they are three and five in the WNBA. Yeah. Brittany Griner just came back and they got smoked by the Lynx, as we thought. Yeah, she's got to have some time to come back and right. you know get her game going on. Right. If that will help, I mean, I mean, from what I can see, what are they, halfway, in, a quarter way to the playoffs or halfway to the playoffs? 
No, they're not that close to the playoffs. It seems like it. No, <laughs> I mean these games have went by pretty. These seven they got, games, they're, they're, they're two thirds of the season through because okay. the seven the seven games was about a third of the season. Okay, okay, yeah. So, well, not even a third. They're gosh, what is? It? I think it's thirty three games in a season. I'll leave it. You're the WNBA. Expert yeah, I am. I have to let me check into that. Yeah, your ball is life. I am because mm-hmm. it is life. Uh, but, yeah, so they're not playing well right now. They're not looking nowhere near a, a title contender. No. Um, and we got a couple of future bets that are still out there waiting to see what happens with those. Calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. <laughs> you're going to see it. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, you ready to hop into it? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Yes, sir. Our favorite segment is back this week. We're going to hop right on in to some Don't Believe the Hype. Don't mm. believe the hype. Don't, don't, don't believe the hype. On Okafer. Okay. Jaleel. 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 Right. Not a Mecca. Okay. But I got some, Wait, something about a Mecca Okafer isn't that, that I share. Isn't that, um, that Urkel? Who? Jaleel? Oh, it is. Yeah. Why don't we call him Urkel? Because he's seven feet tall. What Baby are you Urkel. talking about? Hey, we can call him hey, we can call him Stefan. I'm not calling him anything but sir if he stumbles into here. Right. If he comes if he comes into the bunker, mm-hmm. he'll be Sir. Sir Okafor. Sir Okafor. And I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. I just stop at the end. <laughs> Okafor. <laughs> no, but uh we we're not gonna hopefully he doesn't come through the door because right. we're going to basically tell him why he's not gonna win rookie mm. of the year. Okay. Uh they got the NBA prop bets out right now, and currently on Bavada, Okafor sits at fifteen to two to win Rookie of the Year. Okay. Uh, Russell, D'Angelo Russell comes in at four to one. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns comes in at eleven to two. Emmanuel Mudiay is seven to one, and Mister Winslow is nine to one. Mm. Okay. So Okafor has the best odds according to Bavada and the people in Vegas. But let's just stop and take a look at this. Uh, Blake Griffin won 2010 and 2011, but before him, the last big to win a NBA Rookie of the Year was Emeka Okafor in 2004-2005. Okay. So from the 04-05 season all the way up till this passion when Andrew Wiggins won, uh-huh. there's only been two big men to win NBA Rookie of the Year. And that, that has something to do with the ease with which it is to play on the perimeter now. Right and, and be an offensive threat on the perimeter. Um, now, do you think? Do you think that um, Unibrow would have won Anthony Davis? Yeah, if he wouldn't didn't he get hurt his rookie season. Yeah, and I you, mean, and he had a he had a rookie year the following year and didn't win it. Okay, and so it's not like he he was out of contention for it because he didn't play the first year in the NBA. Right, they counted from first time you step on the court. So even if you're injured, like. For instance, Nerlens Noel this past year, right when he was he was injured when he was drafted two years ago, right, and now he's out playing this past year, and so he was eligible for Rookie of the Year, and he didn't win it either. That went to Andrew Wiggins, who is a guard slash forward, but I consider a guard. Right, I mean he's got to do a lot on that uh, Timberwolves team. Yeah, I yes mean, he does. I mean I saw him play, and it was like he had to carry the team and it's easier for a player like that to carry the team Mm -hmm. because he has the ball in his hands right it's easier for him to get the ball he doesn't have to wait on somebody to pass him the ball right or feed him the rock because if i'm uh remembering correctly didn't they treat him as a guard 
And yeah. then he had a growth spurt, and they were like, oh, you are a big man now. Well, no, he's he's still on the perimeter. Okay. He just no, I'm talking about when he before. was when they when they first started when he first started playing basketball. He was a short kid. Yeah, and then he had a growth spurt, and then that's why he's got such good handles. That's Anthony Davis. Anthony Anthony bad. Davis is the one to put I, that who was a who was a guard. Me. You might want to look handsome, <laughs> Barbara. I had the wrong big man. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins isn't a big man. He's a wing player. Okay, he's big to me. Yeah, well, he's big to everybody. Everybody's who's normal. big to me. NBA is just full of mutants, man. There's no reason to be that tall with that length. There is no, no. No. None whatsoever, except to play basketball. But yeah. back, back on Okafor, yes, people. Sorry. Uh, only two front court players have won the award the past 10 years. Wow. That's Blake Griffin uh-huh. and Kevin Durant. Okay. And let's face it, Durant is, is a wing player, so while he is a front court player, he's, he's a perimeter-oriented perimeter player. Yeah. Blake Griffin won because he was jumping out the gym making highlights. <laughs> yes. He was a he is a stud. And when he was a rookie, he was fearless, just flying through the rim, dunking, posterizing yes. people. He's kind of calmed that down a little bit. Yeah, he gets tired of getting knocked down. Yeah. So but Okafer's not gonna give you that though. His no. his points are gonna be very boring. His points are gonna be very traditional. So he's just jump it's, shots or it's, layups. It's, it'll be back to the basket. Okay. Post moves, layups. And and there's no no flash in that. That's not pretty. That's not sexy. And we're looking at it. Griffin's the only one in the past ten years to win it. And lo, lo and behold, he's one of the flashier players in the NBA. There was a great article written on uh, DraftExpress.com by Matt Kamalski, and it's about the the evolution of the center position. In fact, the title is Evolution of the Center Position Through the Eyes of Town Slash Okafer. In it, he discusses a wide array of issues with the center position. Mm-hmm. But what was most interesting to me was that on average, NBA teams score 15.6 points on post-ups. Okay. That is down 2.1, according to the article, from the 2013-2014 season and down a considerable amount from the 21 points per game that were being scored wow. in the post in the 0506 season. So it's just not designed to the, the feed game, him the ball. The game has changed, and we, we've heard about it over and over and over again. Games change. It's more perimeter-oriented. Right. It's more guard-dominated. And that's why it's going to be difficult, I think, for Okafer to win Rookie of the Year. I mean, no, no center has finished in the top five in scoring since Shaq in 2001. Really? Yes. Because that, that has a – a lot to do with the types of big men that are coming into the league. We haven't seen a big like uh, Okafer or even even Anthony Towns coming to the league with an offensive post game mm-hmm. already developed. So, you know, you see Dwight Howard coming to the league, and he's just flashing, dunking, getting offensive rebounds, getting putbacks. He has no post moves. Right. DeAndre Jordan the same way. Blake Griffin had to develop a post game. And so these yeah. are some of the uh, premier big men who play with their backs theoretically towards the basket. Okay. And two of them can't even do that. Well, okay. Now, do you think that he is going to be, even though it doesn't go through him, do you think he's going to be the guy? It's tough for me to say that because we haven't seen, again, you got to, you've got to go back some years to mm-hmm. see a player come into the league with the, because they're all coming in as kids and their post games aren't developed. Yeah. And then it's like they're, for whatever reason, developing a post game is is real difficult. And so they don't, that 
combined with the the way the game is going towards a perimeter oriented style, mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't. I don't know if he will. I don't think he'll be the guy. We'll see. He certainly got the post moves to do it. But again, you know, the article talks about NBA players using over 500 post up possessions, collectively okay. scored 0. .906 points per game last season. In 2005, they were right around 0.923. So, you know, that's a full 0.02 points lower per possession. Now, and that's a lot when you sit down and really think about it. Now, Okafor, 54% of Okafor's touches, they came on post-ups. So he's familiar with being posted up on the block. He can score on the block. He shot a remarkable 79% from the field last year, and that's because his offensive game is so pure right now that it was difficult for college kids to stop him. And it's going to be difficult for people in the pros to stop him as well. I just don't think that the way the Philadelphia 76ers are constructed, mm-hmm. he's going to be able to get enough touches. Now, I'm, I'm looking at their depth chart right now. If it doesn't change, yeah. we all know it's most likely going to change because they got Ish Smith as their point guard. Okay. Some we, we, we don't know what's going to change. I have no clue. They're <laughs> they might still be tanking. <laughs> like, with Ish Smith as your point guard. They might be. The guy that Grizzlies got with um, Shane Battier. They, and we just like let him go on yeah. purpose. Oh, and Tony Roden as a backup. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Robert Covington as their shooting guard. Who? Right. Okay. What? <laughs> um, Nerlens Noel as their power forward. Joel Embiid as their center. Who we don't know if he's he's going to be with the team still. Exactly. And Jeremiah Grant is their uh, small forward, which, again, okay. <laughs> so, out of that, you still think, okay, he's not just going to be the because guy. He, they've got to get him the ball. Okay. They've And... The who's way the league facilitate is, who's, that. right? Who? How's that going to work? How's that going to happen? And for that reason, among the other reasons, the the center, the true post up, back to the basket player is becoming obsolete in today's NBA. Although we, it's been a while since we've seen one this good, I just don't know if he's good enough to win, or if he's going to have the type of numbers to win Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. So, great kid, right? From what I hear. Okay. From what I see, exceptional basketball player on the offensive end. Right. He's got work to do defensively. Everybody knows that. But I don't think he wins rookie of the year next year. Okay. So that 15 to 2 looks good. Right. Stay away from it. Got it. Don't bet on Okafer. Won't do it. All right. I myself am a little thirsty. You thirsty? I had a little sports drink after my basketball <laughs> game. Uh, which we lost, which was ridiculous. <laughs> um, I ran into a wall, by the way. Really? Yeah. Okay. How yeah. did you run into a wall? Dude went up for a dunk, and I contested it. And and I was trying not to take him out the air, and so oh, okay, I, I you were you were him. saving him. And well, I fouled him, but and then I right. couldn't stop, and momentum they carried didn't have the me pad into on the wall. wall. Did they have the pad I on the missed wall? the pad entirely. Wow. Yeah. You were going. Yes, I was. I'm glad you're here today. I am too. Okay. You know how I got here? How is that? I started drinking some Kool-Aid. Oh. Yes. <laughs> what were you drinking the Kool-Aid on today, CJ? The flavor is Melvin Gordon. Okay. Uh, speaking of rookie of the years, NFL rookie of the year, 
their odds have been out for a while now. You okay. have until Wednesday. So if you're listening to this podcast on Wednesday, go ahead and make your bet bet on Melvin Gordon. Okay. He currently sits at 6-1 to one odds to win NFL Rookie of the Year. Uh, notable NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year odds. Jameis Winston is at 5-1. to one. Todd Gurley is at 7-1. to one. Marcus Mariota, 8-1. to one. Cooper, 7-1. Amari Cooper, 7-1. Kevin White and TJ Yeldon both sit at 12-1. to one. And Dorel Green Beckham, uh, Mariota's wide receiver, he currently sits at 25-1. to one. Okay. So let's do this. Let's take a look at uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year since 1969. Okay. Ten times since 1969, the Offensive Rookie of the Year has been a quarterback. But it's but uh-huh. but I hear you taking that breath. Yeah. But it's happened six times since two thousand and four. Big Ben did it. Mm-hmm. RG three, Cam Newton, Sam Bradford, Vince Young, Matt Ryan. Okay. So it's a quarterback driven league. Awards, especially when it comes to most outstanding players, usually go to quarterbacks. Right. But it's a recent phenomenon, and over the the yeah, time span since nineteen sixty nine, there have been thirty running back winners. Yeah. And everybody wants to say running back is is dead, is is becoming extinct, is obsolete, all this other type of stuff. But they hadn't seen Melvin Gordon run the football. Twenty five hundred yards rushing in a Power Five conference. Wow. He, for a week, very briefly, he held the record for most rushing yards in a game. <laughs> okay. He is a stud. You're looking at it, and he he led the uh. College football in uh, yards per game with 184.8. He led him in touchdown with 29 touchdowns. He led him in total yards game. He's He is a constant home run threat. So you have to respect him. And the Chargers have not had a back like this mm-hmm. since, dare I say, LaDainian Tomlinson. Okay. They just have it. And so while Gordon is... I think his hands can get better catching the ball out of the backfield. Melvin Gordon will be an every down back. Okay. And if he's on the field every play, assuming he can figure out how to pick up blitzes, and I think he can. And if he's on the field every play, look out because he's going to put up some numbers. And like I said, he's he's so quick and so shifty that, you know, his stutter step and then his acceleration, right. just phenomenal. And then he has that second gear to just – outrun players and just run by them in the second So day. he's got a motor. If He's got horsepower is what that man's got. <laughs> I got you. Six-cylinder engine is what he has. Okay. Is, is that big? Is that important? Sure. I don't, I don't know. He's got a Hemi just, in it. Yeah, he he is a Hemi. Right. Mr. Hemi. Okay. And when he gets going, he's gone. Okay. So, I mean, he averaged like 8.6 yards per really? carry last year. Yeah. Now, how many yards? You said he had how many yards? He had over 2,500 last year. Last year. Last year. Jeez. Yeah. Kid, kid can flat out play. And I understand that Jameis Winston has that it factor. Mm-hmm. You can't really put a finger on it. He he did throw for 300 passing yards per game. Yeah, but, but he's got to have a team behind him, too. He has a pretty good team. Okay. He has a pretty good team. All right. But his touchdown to interception ratio last year was 25 to 18. Yeah, he just stopped caring at the end. Well, he was throwing them all season. <laughs> all season long, he was throwing interceptions. Right. And so I question his ability to take care of the ball at the NFL level. I understand that last year, a depleted core of receivers at Florida State. And so we was forcing a lot of passes. 
he does that in the NFL, they're going to be picks. And he's right. throwing interceptions. He's not winning rookie of the year. No. You look at Marcus Mariota, somebody else who's a favorite to win. While he only threw for four interceptions and had the best passer rating, one of the best passer ratings ever last year in college football with the 181.75, I think, behind Drew Brees only. Um, he, he's going to play it safe. So I don't think Marcus Mariota is going to have yeah, James, gaudy numbers. Right. See, the, the thing is with Jameis, he's going to take a chance now. Yeah. And it's probably going to come. He's yeah. It's going to mess him up. Yeah, he's going to make more mistakes than successes this year. He's the guy where it's like he's going to take a chance, and it's not going to work. But it's also going to win you the game. You know, it's not going to work. He's going to get an interception, but he's also going to take a chance and throw the bomb, throw the ball. You know, fifty, sixty yards down the field, and it's going to be an awesome play. I I don't think that can work in the NFL. Well, Brett Favre made a living doing. Yeah, but he's not Brett Favre. Hey, whatever. Not a huge Brett Favre fan. But he did make a living. Right. You see gunslingers make livings doing that with that right. type of mentality. Right. And I don't know if he'll work in the NFL or not. I really don't know if Winston, I have to see how he does this year mm-hmm. to form an intelligent opinion about Jameis Winston and what I mean, he'll do he, in the NFL. If he but works. He's not, he's not winning rookie of the year. I don't care what he does in the NFL. That's okay. not what the bet is. Okay. He's not winning rookie of the year. Okay. All right. Well, I mean – like you said, Chargers clearly need a running game, so they're going to use him. Yeah, they're going. I mean, and he and out of all the rookies, he's got the best quarterback. Right, and as a quarterback-driven league, teams are going to focus on trying to stop Philip Rivers and a revamped Chargers passing game. Right, and if if he's got vision, he can see everything. He can see the hole. He can bounce. He can cut to find a different hole and get up the field. And he he will take three yards. He understands that. So he's not always looking to hit a home run, which can get backs in trouble, where they're looking for a home run and they lose a yard or two. Mm-hmm. He sees it. If it's only two yards there, he'll take the two yards. Right. But he also sees it, and if it looks like it's two yards but it's 15, <laughs> he'll turn that 15 into 40 really? because he's just that good. Yeah. So 6-1 to one odds on Melvin Gordon, pit it on him. Okay. Rookie of the year, baby. Doing it. You ready to go all in? Yes, sir. Let's go all in. All right, so for this all-in, we are talking about yummy, scrumptious, delicious, all-American hot dogs. Favorite food is chili cheese dogs. Now, are you putting, are you putting like, the chili cheese Fritos on it? Or? And, you know, sometimes I doctor it up. Sometimes I throw just a, a strip of bacon on there. Sometimes oh, I put the chili cheese Fritos on there. goodness. Yeah, I'm a stub when it comes to chili cheese yes, dogs. Sir. Yes, sir. Well, this one's about the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, uh, which I believe is the 4th of July, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, And the bet is how many hot dogs will Joey Chestnut eat? Okay. The over-under four to 65 and a half. All right. Um, So here's the numbers. Just quick rundown. 2014, he ate 61. 2013, he ate 69. 2012, 68. 2011, 62. And 2010, 54. So he's in in the past five years, he's averaging about 62 and a little over 62 and a half. Okay. Okay. So and in the past eight years, he's averaging 63 and a quarter. So it's not like he's always going over that 65. He's hitting that 65 sometime. When he hits 65, he's going way over 65. Yeah. You know, 68, 69. But when he doesn't, he's going well below that 65. So it's it, they, they place his bet well because it, it literally he's going to smash 65 
or just plummet under 65. I personally do not think he's going to go over 65 and a half. So we're all in on the under there. Yes. Yeah, we are. I like it. Okay. Now, CJ, I got to talk to him. Okay. So little uh, fast facts. He is ranked number one. Okay, in the Major League Eating Association. He should have came to Burger Fest and competed against me in the slider eating competition. Well, I'm going to ask you this, because this is how this man trains. Uh, he, he trains by fasting and stretching his stomach with milk, water, and protein supplements. Okay? Okay. Um, let's see. He's, after winning his sixth consecutive hot dog eating contest in 2008, 12 by eating 68 hot dogs. Uh, he said he's going to try to reach 70 hot dogs. Nice. Yeah, so I mean, <sighs> I th- I don't know. I still don't think he's going to. No, he's, I don't, I'm with you on it. I don't yeah. think he does it. Yeah. Um, there are just some things that aren't humanly possible. Right. Let me see. Okay, so we got, we got, we got some, we got some time. All right, yeah. let's do this. All right, so, um, all right, I'm going to ask you a question. Go ahead. Let's go. Right. Let's do it. Uh, 2013, he ate some apple pies. Give me how many pounds you think he ate. In how many pounds of apple pies and how much time? Eight minutes. In eight minutes, my man ate six and a half pies. You're giving him too much credit. This is okay. This is the first one. 4.3 pounds. Okay. All okay. right. Uh, <laughs> Closest closer without going over, people. Okay. Let's go. Asparagus in 10 minutes. <laughs> how many pounds? Yes. He ate pounds of asparagus? Yes. <laughs> Man, I did. Deep fried asparagus spears. Uh, he ate in ten minutes. Yep, he ate three point seven five pounds. Twelve pounds. Good lord. <laughs> berry pie. Eight minutes. <laughs> Boys and berry. Uh, four pounds. Fourteen pounds. <laughs> brain tacos at the zombie pub crawl. What is a brain taco? It's a zombie pub crawl. Why so. is he eating brains? Eight minutes. In eight minutes? Yes. How many pounds? How many tacos? How many tacos did he eat in eight yes. minutes? Oh, my man ate like 35 tacos. 54. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brats, uh, 10 minutes. How many? Uh, He ate 47. 70. Good Lord. <laughs> uh, burritos, long form. <laughs> 10 minutes. How many did he eat? 62. In pounds. In pounds? Yes. Why is that in pounds? I don't know. I guess long form. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, seven and a half. 14.25 pounds. <laughs> I'm not even close. <laughs> All right. We're going to speed it up. Chicken wings, 12 minutes. How many pounds? He ate pounds of chicken wings? Chicken wings. Uh, 15. Seven. <laughs> How many gallons of chili in six minutes? Gallons? <laughs> gallons. <laughs> Six. Two point one eight. <laughs> How many hard boiled eggs in eight minutes? Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> in eight minutes. Uh <clears throat> sixty four. One hundred and forty one. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> How many pounds of funnel cake in ten minutes? Uh ten. Five point nine. Grilled cheese sandwiches. How many in ten minutes? 70. 47. Crystal's hamburgers. How many in, in eight minutes? 60. 103. <laughs> Ice cream. Short form. How many pints of vanilla did he eat in six minutes? 
four. Fifteen. What? Jalapeno poppers. How many did he eat in ten minutes? <coughs> uh, hundred and fifty. Close. hundred and eighteen. There we go. Philly. <laughs> Philly cheesesteak. Six inches. Ten minutes. Go. <laughs> Twenty-three. Pork ribs. How many pounds of pork rib meat did he eat in 12 minutes? Fifteen. Thirteen. Pork. I was close. Yes, you were. Pork pulled. How many pounds did he eat in 10 minutes? Uh, (laughs) eighteen. Nine. Pork pulled sandwiches. How many pork pulled sandwiches could he eat in 10 minutes? Um... 52. 45. How many pork pulled sliders in 10 minutes? 107. 62. Gosh. How many pounds of shrimp cocktail did this man eat in 8 minutes? Why is he? How is he still alive? I have no idea. You said pounds? Yes. 102. 10. <laughs> <laughs> I only like three more of these. Thinking, I was thinking like numbers. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right. Shrimp wontons. How many shrimp wontons I'm- did he eat in 8 minutes? How many did he eat or pounds? Eat. How many did he eat in eight minutes? 92. 390. How many Taco Bell tacos, soft beef tacos, did he eat in 10 minutes? Gosh. 153. How many tamales did he eat in 12 minutes? 100. 102. Oh, there we go. All right, last two. How many Twinkies did this man eat at the Bailey's Casino in Tunica? Twinkies. He was at Bailey's? He was at Bailey's in 2013. In six minutes. How many Twinkies did he eat in six minutes? Six times 60 is 120 (laughs) seconds. I'm going to say it took him about six seconds to each eat each one. Hmm. Six goes into 120. Six on two. Carries a zero. Uh, You're taking too long. I'm going to go with 20. I'm going to double that for 40. I'm going to go 48. You should have kept with your original theory. 20? 121 Twinkies. Now, how many pizza episodes did this man eat in 10 minutes? Wait, hold on. Go back to the Twinkie thing. Yes. 120 in six minutes. 60 times six is 360. Okay. Mm-hmm. My math was wrong. Continue. Take back that, nerds. <laughs> just, just reverse it. Flip it and reverse it. Um, how many Pizza Hut Pizzones did this man eat in 10 minutes? Those are huge, by the way. Pizza Hut Pizzone. Uh, 40. No, seven and a half. <laughs> seven and a half. By the way, we need to get sponsored by everyone I just said. Because <laughs> I yeah. just named like 40 different food chains. All right. So what do we got on Tom? Are we got on are we good on Tom or Yeah. We can do another one? Yeah. Are you sure? Positive. Alright, so we're gonna do another all in. Oh wait, wait. Hmm? No, we're not good on Tom. No. No, I thought you had another question. Dang it. All right, let me see if I have one more question for you. I mean, how many calories is that? If he if he were to eat Oh, oh okay, if he sixty one was his last, so that's two thousand fourteen he ate sixty one hot dogs. It equates to 23,790 calories, 1,189.5 grams of fat, 60,390 milligrams of sodium, and 2,245 grams of carbohydrates, and top that off with 793 grams of protein. I don't know how this man does it, how he's still alive. 
I I don't know. And he he he's been doing this since 2007. So he's been doing it at a alarming rate. Yeah. I mean, well, no, I'm sorry. He he did this back in 2005. He started off eating 32 hot dogs, and then he his, was competing with my man Kobayashi. Yes, he beat him like four or five years in a row. Yeah. And check this out. A little weird thing about that dude. The the Nas- the major league eating uh, association wanted to sign him, sign him to a contract. Kobayashi? Yeah, but he turned it down, so they kicked him out of it. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Tom Foolery. Yeah. They were like, hey, join our club. We'll pay you money. He was like, no. And they were like, all right, you can't eat for us anymore. <laughs> I, I personally don't get it, but it is what it is. Time is running low. Let's do it. All right. Don't believe the hype. <laughs> are, right. are you okay? Yeah. Don't, don't believe the hype. What, what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> I'm in my shell. I'm a what, turtle. What are we not to believe in the hype on? I don't know why we're not believing the hype. We're not believing the hype on Jaleel Okafor. He's not yes. going to win Rookie of the Year. He's negative. Don't bet on him, although he sits at 15 or 2. Don't do it. Uh-huh. Uh, we are drinking Kool-Aid because yes. it's delicious. Uh-huh. Bevan Gordon flavor. Yes, sir. Stud flavor. And bet your money on him 6-1 to one to win NFL Rookie of the Year. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yes, and we are all in on Joey Chestnut not eating 65 and a half hot dogs. So go under. Go under that. Yes. I was in an eating competition once. Burger Fest. Had a slider competition. The worst time to bring this up. It was delicious. I stopped competing. I was just eating. It was just like, oh, I'm not going to catch them. I'm just going to eat and enjoy it. How is this a recap? <laughs> I was just sharing. <laughs> we just recapped it. Thank you guys for listening, man. Check us out next time. Peace. No Bluffs, Just Bets is a production of The Ohm Network. For more information, go to theoamnetwork.com.